Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. We have once again our special guest in the studio, Coach Teresa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. It's so nice that you make the time to do the hike because I know that it's not quite convenient for you to come to the studio here. So I do really appreciate it that you make the effort. Oh, you're so welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> in today's episode, Coach Teresa and I want to talk about measuring your progress when it comes to your body composition. Now, why would you want to measure your progress? Well, there's a very famous saying by, I can't remember what was the name, oh yeah, Peter Drucker. So he made the quote famous that what gets measured gets managed. And, you know, if you really stop to think about it, like chances are that the corporation that you work for, or if you run your own business, you already measure a lot of things because we know that when we measure things, we can then identify whether or not something is working and then we can adjust our course and change things. And then that allows us to move forwards towards our goals. But here's the deal. If you're not measuring stuff, then like you don't really know. No, you don't. You kind of just shooting blindly aren't you yeah you're shooting blind blindly you're pissing in the wind whatever you want to call it <laughs> like it's it's not the best approach no. yeah the other thing though about measuring your progress when it comes to your uh, fitness is that some people are then focusing putting a little bit too much energy into maybe the wrong measurement mm, yeah. absolutely um sorry a lot of people may obviously measure their scale weight, which is important. Don't get me wrong. It is definitely important. And it's a, it is a part of the process that needs to occur to let you know whether or not you are in a calorie balance, whether or not you're doing enough activity, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it can't be the biggest thing that you focus on to let you know whether or not you're in the, on the right trajectory, on the right path, or whether things aren't working. Yeah. Like if we speak first specifically about the, um, from the perspective of nutrition, like if our goal is to improve body composition, we want to, you know, have lean muscle tissue, we want to reduce the amount of body fat that we have on our bodies. So how does that relate to your body weight on the scale? Well, your body weight is a confirmation of your calorie balance, you know, the status of have you been taking in more calories into the body than what you've been expending through your total daily energy expenditure. If that's the case, your body weight will go up. So if your body weight has gone up during the last whatever time you've measured it, you know that, okay, I've actually been in a positive calorie balance. So it's a confirmation of that. If you have maintained your weight, that tells us that you've put the same amount of energy into the body than what you've taken out through total daily energy expenditure. And then if your body weight has reduced, that is a confirmation that you have put in less energy into the body than what you've expended through your total daily energy expenditure. Mm. Yeah. And I think if you can see it in that from that perspective, you're probably going to get a lot more out of the whole process of weighing your body um, like daily or however many times a week you do it. 
Whereas I think when people put a lot of emotion and, mm. and attach that onto it, it becomes rather unproductive because then they continuously like trying to overcorrect themselves. Like, oh my God, like nothing's changing. I'm going to do this. Oh my gosh, nothing's changing. I'm going to do that or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And in the instance of women in particular, because as you know, like women's weight fluctuates a lot throughout Mm. the month just because of the fact of the ebb and flow of the hormones during the menstrual cycle, in particular progesterone. Yes. That causes you to retain more fluid on your body. Mm -hmm. So it's totally expected that your body weight might shift, you know, one to three kilos, like within the the menstrual cycle. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, it's different comparing to men. Like you can, like a man can weigh themselves pretty much daily, and they're comparing an apple to an apple. Whereas a woman, because of the ebb and flow of the hormones, actually, if you measure yourself today and you measure yourself again next week or in two weeks, you're not comparing an apple to an apple. You're actually comparing apple to an orange. Because the hormonal profile is totally different, so mm. it's a totally different biological organism at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. And you know that. I'm yeah, I know. I'm a and, different uh, person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, personally as well, not just, you know, physiologically. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, for women, like, it turns out that, like, measuring month to month, like, tracking that body weight, but month to month mm. is a really good good strategy that's a great strategy and then you know measuring measuring frequently also seems to be that people who measure their weight frequently they do tend to have better outcomes with their their weight Mm. but just like not attaching too much emotion to that measurement Mm. because there are so many things that can influence it up or down one or three kilos every day so many things and then like you said if you if you then overcorrect, mm-hmm. you know yes. you let's as for instance something that will increase your body weight is that if you have a meal that's higher in carbohydrates than what you usually do, you're going to retain more water on your body as a result of that. Now you weigh yourself the next day, and you know as expected your body weight's going to be up one or two kilos because you had like massive massive meal or like a, a big day out or something. That's totally to be expected. But now if you overcorrect and you're like, okay, mm, I'm going to cut my calories in half mm-hmm. to make up for this uh, this, this increased increase. weight. Yeah. Well, now you're actually changing the course and the trajectory that you were on. Mm-hmm. And now you're actually not going to be moving towards your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's so many different things. There's carbohydrates, there's sodium. Yeah. There's, you know, different foods... Like if if some foods have more fiber, for example, and, you know, or you are just a little bit more sensitive to that particular food group. Yeah. That might pull some water into the into the gut or whatever it might be. That's a big one. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's like whenever there's like um, I think the umbrella thing is like whenever there's stress on the system. Yeah. Whether it's because of lack of sleep, psychological stress or that you're eating something that doesn't like you Mm -hmm. that is a stress on the system Mm -hmm. that's going to increase the amount of inflammation in your body and that increased inflammatory response is going to increase fluid retention correct yes yeah so oftentimes people find that 
um, like just for like sleeping a little better mm. and like not eating the foods that are causing you distress, like in particular um, guts, any kind of like bloating or gassiness. Mm. As soon as you kind of become aware of those foods, you stop eating those food as much, all of a sudden you look better and mm -hmm. you feel much better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe it's not that you actually lost like a dramatic amount of body fat in that quick time, but your body just is holding on to a little bit less fluid because of that. Mm. Yeah, so I think just even knowing some of those, uh, yeah, even knowing some of those things that affect your gut and your body will give you a better idea of those weight fluctuations and you can see it from a more productive perspective as opposed to a more emotional perspective where it does lead to, you know, derailing your plan. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the bottom line when it comes to body weight is that it's a, it's a confirmation of your calorie balance during the last whatever time you're measuring. And it's a useful measurement because it's going to confirm that we're moving in the right direction, whether your goal is to lose, maintain or gain weight. But it's only the, the end result. Like it's mm -hmm. not actually the thing that is going to get you to the goal. But mm -hmm. like when it comes to nutrition, it's actually like measuring your calories, me measuring how many grams of protein are you eating per day? How many total calories are you putting into your body? Now when you focus on this measurement, now that's gonna change this one here. That's gonna change the body weight measurement to where you want it to go mm -hmm. if you're consistent with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so today's topic is, you know, focusing on progress mm. and how can we measure progress yeah how so can we measure progress obviously we went straight down into the to the scale weight mm -hmm. as a form of tracking progress yeah it's certainly not the only one no so we're going to keep it specific to looking better okay. because that's the that's the goal is to look better so what are some other proxies what are some other measurements when it comes to you know looking better and again looking better just means Increasing the amount of lean muscle tissue, reducing the amount of body fat over time. Yes. Yeah. So, what would be another type of a, like a body composition measurement that would be a little bit more accurate? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we've got some skin caliper mm. or skin body fat caliper testing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that is true. <laughs> there's there's many ways Which is to. It's not super accurate. It's but... not super accurate. That's yeah. that's really the thing. Yeah. Like actually there's many ways to measure your body fat like you've probably done one of those like you've held your thumbs on like these electrodes and you're standing on this thing barefoot and it's like telling you what your body fat percentage is. Turns out that these things most of the time aren't that accurate actually and like you know what you've eaten is gonna is going to have some kind of an impact on the on the measurement. But it doesn't mean that they're completely useless, though. Mm. Like, if you can make it the measurement is on the same time of the day, on the same time of the week, if you're a woman, on the same day of your menstrual cycle, mm -hmm. and you've eaten the same or not eaten the same, like, the, as same as possible between measurements, now you can make it into a more valuable, valuable thing. Yes. Um, we use skin folds, so we use a, a skin fold caliper measurement, which is inherently an unbelievably inaccurate <laughs> method of mm. measuring one's body fat. However, the reason why I like to do it is because, you know, I've been doing it for like seven years now. Like, I'm super consistent mm. with, like, 
the actual how many millimeters of fat can I pinch? Yeah. And I I use a software that allows me to track to the millimeter, like to the point of the millimeter, like how many millimeters, like we both use it, but how yes. how much fat can I actually pinch? And yes. then over time, when we now overlay that information on how your body weight is changing, mm-hmm. well, now we're actually getting a more more of an insight into like, okay, the weight or the the weight that you're either gaining or losing, like is it fat, is it muscle, what's going on here? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that one's a really helpful one as well because even though it is through an algorithm mm. um, and through the software, it does give us more of an idea as well with lean body mass yeah. and um, body fat as well. So people who do get a little bit fixated on the scale weight and, for example, if it's changed and they're like, oh, nothing's changed, like I've put in all this effort. Mm and they get a little bit demotivate, demotivated, you can use that um, skin skin fold testing as a, you know, it's all good. You're actually losing some body fat and gaining muscle, even though the scales haven't changed. Yeah. But if you don't have a coach, if you don't have someone to do skin folds for you, then you can do a very accurate me- method is a DEXA scan. Mm. That is uh, quite expensive though. And it requires a highly specialized equipment to do that so mm. you can do that like once or twice a year or something i think it's yeah maximum due to the radiation yeah exposure yeah exactly right so again like that's body com- body fat measurement that's still mm. kind of uh the end measurement here that is know? true yeah but but still useful to to get that confirmation now we have a little bit more objective measurement sorry a subjective measurement which is like how are you actually looking Mm. like taking photos yes that's you know taking photos is so so valuable Mm. that uh, like actually are you because if the goal is to look better then well like are you actually taking photos of yourself to see that are you actually looking better that's it (laughs) because that's kind of the ultimate goal right you want to look better so how about we see are we looking better yeah yeah. Exactly right. Taking a, a photo of yourself every month or so, making yeah. it as similar as possible, like a blank wall behind you, always mm. the same lighting, always mm. the same clothes, always the same angles. Mm. Do that once a month and now you have another thing to overlay on top of your body weight measurement that's going to really help you to discern whether or not you're moving or in the right direction or not. Yeah. What about in terms of training? Because this is a big one. Mm-hmm. Like measuring your progress when it comes to... Because, of course, if a goal is to look better, a goal is to build lean muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Again, we've spoken about this before, but if we want to you know, build lean muscle tissue, one of the most important things that needs to be in place in our training is that our training is progressive over time. We have to apply a bigger stress onto our system so that our system has a reason to continue making adaptations. If there is not enough stress, then there is no reason to create adaptation, Mm. which is to build muscle, get stronger, faster, fitter, whatever. So if you don't measure, like if you don't measure how much work you're actually doing in the gym, like how how can you progress something that you don't don't even know what it is? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, I think 
going back to how do we measure progress like obviously we've got our big picture goal mm-hmm. which is to look better feel better lose five kilos or get to 18 percent body fat whatever it might be and obviously that's always in the kind of forefront of our mind because yeah. that's what that's what we want to achieve but i think a more beneficial area to focus on would be these sub goals correct which would be like are we getting stronger are we improving our um you know the quality of our training um which can be a little bit also difficult to measure but we can talk more about that in a moment Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know having these sub goals we're getting stronger each week uh are we increasing our volume um, that would be a more beneficial place to put your energy and your focus to get to that end goal. Absolutely. Can't measuring the amount of steps that you take every day. Like that's such a simple thing. Like we have so many things like a mm. watch or a, a phone will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like measuring the amount of activity that you're doing. Again, if you can just focus your energy into that measurement, it will yield the benefit of the end goal measurement improving mm. but if you just put your energy into the end goal measurement yes. and you don't pay attention to the the actually the the behavior yeah. which is the increased activity then you may not actually get towards where you're going to go mm. yeah so just to wrap up the training part like you know the most important thing about your training is that it needs to be progressive your the total amount of work that you do needs to increase over time the amount of weight that you lift the amount of reps that you do the amount of sets that you do needs to increase over time you know you can use a notepad to track this thing down you know that's a little bit old school there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. like we use our, our training app yeah it's an absolute game changer it'll you can input all the information very, very quickly and easily while you train mm-hmm. after your training session is finished the app will actually spit out a number here is the total amount of work that you did okay it's so intelligent. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do any calculation. No, oh, well, it's, it's so simple, too. <laughs> so simple. Like, it's it's probably such yeah. a simple thing. Like, it really is. I wouldn't know how to put it together, but yeah. like, I didn't have to. There's really smart people put it together. Totally. And then, you know, follow comparing what you're doing on week one to week two, week three, week four, week five, week six of the yeah. training program. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, you're doing, like, three or at least double, usually... Um, some of my clients get to like three times the amount of mm. work yeah. in the same amount of time yeah. within six weeks of progression. Crazy. If you keep that up for a couple months, mm-hmm. of course you're going to look different. So true. Like, of course you're going to look different. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I think the favorite part about your app or the app that we both use, I think the, the one of my favorite parts is looking at that specific exercise and like in one click... You can literally see over the whole span of the training time you've worked with you, like how much you've progressed from like the specific date, let's say from January um, 18th, 2022 to today, um, September 14th. I can literally see that specific exercise. How far have I progressed? Every single time you've done it. How many reps did you do? How many sets did you do? You can even put what was your rate of perceived exertion when you mm, did that. How difficult ding, was ding, it? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. And I think putting your energy and focus onto those specific areas, first of all, it builds a lot of confidence and self-esteem. I'm actually getting better. I'm yeah. getting stronger. Yeah. 
And like, I think just having that like positivity as you get to your um, big picture goal is what's going to keep you on track. Yeah. Fantastic. Hmm. Those are some. Those are the biggest, by far the biggest things. Absolutely, activity, performance in the gym, consistency in the gym. Consistency in the gym. Mm, are you yeah. getting? Are you ticking off each of those workouts? And yeah. you can see that on your on the training app too, can't you? You can see like, okay, yes, I've completed um, my weekly schedule. Yeah, tick, slide it across. Yeah. Little dopamine hit. Yeah, you have to like if you, during the day. Like the, in the training session, yep. you have to slide it across and then done, done yeah. deal. Now it's going to save it and nice. put it. Yeah, really good. Awesome. Cool. So then I guess another important sub goal when it comes to looking better and feeling better is the nutrition aspect. And, you know, I think from a, from a general population perspective, it's more so, okay, have I been able to adhere to my plan? Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but, you know, finding some sub goals from a nutrition perspective that are able to be achieved and that match your lifestyle are probably a better way to, uh, yeah, find some progress as opposed to just being like, okay, yeah, I'm eating better because that's a little bit hard to measure, isn't it? So some specific sub goals might be, okay, how many times a week am I eating meals prepared by me from home how many meals per day do i know that i have built around a protein source finding small sub goals like that are going to help you achieve those little bit trickier nutrition um kind of parameters more so than just a simple i'm going to eat better Mm. what comes to mind is like the you know the kind of the framework that we promote like the healthy eating like 80 20 percent of the Mm. time like that's something that usually gets people pretty close it does like if you know 80 percent of the time you're eating meals that you've cooked yourself Mm -hmm. and you're nailing the protein target like Mm. you've got enough protein for your body size and your goals and it's a whole food meal and you've cooked it yourself 80 percent of the time that gives you freedom for 20% of the time. Yeah, well, that's right. Let's say, oh, how's our maths? Let's say we eat four times a day-ish, maybe mm-hmm. three times a day. Let's say, let's keep it, let's keep it. Three. <laughs> three times a day. Yeah. Three times a day times seven days a week. That's 21 meals. Yes. If we're looking for 80% of that, yeah. what's that? 10% is 2.1. So times it's going to be like four. Four meals. Four meals. Okay, four meals per week. Maybe you want to go and have brunch with your partner on the weekend or you've got a dinner planned um, with some friends on a Friday night. Okay, so if you're most of the time looking after your nutrition, 80%, still giving you quite a lot of freedom if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, it really seemed in the, in the first Lean and Stronger experience that we did, like mm. I think most people were adhering to the Mm. the 80 80 20 rule pretty much yep. most of the time and then towards the end you know when you you can really see the finish line that's mm-hmm. when you can really like tighten things up a little bit that's correct. and a lot of people brought it up to like 90 percent mm. of like being really really on point 10 percent mm-hmm. freedom and mm. that allowed everyone to keep progressing mm. throughout the whole thing yeah that's it because it still gives you an opportunity to live your life like 
for us or for a lot of our clients, for example, like we live in Melbourne, we live in one of the most like amazing cities in the whole world when it comes to fine dining and like food culture. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, you've got to enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. And you can. Yeah, and you can. You, you really can. Yeah. You really can. For sure. And I think it actually gives more meaning to those times when you go out because you're like, you know what, like I'm going to be here like present with this like dish and with this company because I don't do this all the time. And so you can like really, you know, enjoy it without being like, oh, well, I had this the other day. So now I'm going to sit here and eat this and feel a little bit guilty because da 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 whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you'll save a ton of money. Mm. Like, it's eye-watering, really, yeah. when you start knuckling down the numbers. This is true. Yeah. Like, grabbing a takeaway here or a takeaway here. And then a dinner here. Brunch, yeah. brunch here. Yeah. Like, those yeah. things really do add up. It is more the, the little takeaway stuff, though. The get, getting stuff on the go. Like, so much money can be saved if you just plan ahead. Um, think about what your meals or your lunches are. Even if it's just lunches... You know, um, that five meals per day makes a huge difference. So we've gone through all these concepts and all these tools. But if you're still not quite sure as to how to actually build this into your life and you can kind of identify with, you know, being able to still enjoy all these amazing things that we can find in the modern world in terms of like all the amazing food that we can eat but then you still also have body composition goals that you want to achieve and also you're someone who wants to make sure that you're maximizing every single minute that you're spending in the gym most people they don't have time to waste these days so if this sounds like you and you would like to take advantage of the roadmap and all the ready made the made ready for you nutrition guides training guides the training app that we've created into the leaner stronger experience i think that you would really love to jump on into the group because you know it's not just that we've built the 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 framework and then we've built all these tools and systems that we'll give you but we'll also actually give you coaching with it you know twice a week you get to jump on zoom with us and have a real interaction with us and show up with your specific problems like and that's when when we really go into tailor Mm. the these tools to your specific lifestyle that's it because we're all human at the end of the day and it is really easy for us to just be like okay bang here's what needs to be done obviously we do it in a very structured way but we understand that you're human and that there are going to be little uh, bumps in the road here and there so obviously having us there weekly having everybody else in the group to kind of um, tag team off as well you're going to learn a lot about how you can yeah start to implement these strategies in a way that speak to you and your life and to obviously create that autonomy to keep you going not only within that 18 weeks but later on after that 18 weeks too if you'd like to learn more about this if you'd like to read what the participants have who've gone through this experience are saying you can do that in coachputer.com slash leaner stronger 
And as always, if you have any questions, you're welcome to send a message on Instagram or email on hello at Coach Pyr and or Instagram, your are at Coach Teresa West. At Coach Teresa West and myself at Coach Pyr. Other than that, I hope that you found that useful. Thank you so much for watching and listening and I hope that you have an absolutely fantastic rest of the day. This is Coach Pyr. Coach Teresa. Let's do this.